Good day, and welcome to Far Reaches. We are four people from similar parts of the world who have wound up chasing different dreams and living different lives. We are Richard, Raleigh, Joel, and Micah. Richard and Micah are from Southeast Oregon, from two small ranching communities known as Pine Creek and Plush. Raleigh and Joel are from Northeast Oregon, from the Pendleton area. We met through college, mutual friends, and heard of stories of each other. Somehow wound up being at the same place at the same time. See, we live and work in different parts of the U.S. now and have all taken different paths to get to where we are. We all talk separately and live far apart. So we decided we should try and talk more together. We hope you come along and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to The Ladies Man. I have my Kavasi A, and I think we'll talk about it in the butt. Oh, wait a minute. That's the wrong wrong episode. This is the Far Reaches podcast. So, hey, how your mom and them? Welcome back, kids. Yes, one more gigantic episode before the new year kicks us right in the ass. Some of us are anxious for the new year. Some of us, shit, we don't know if it get any better or worse than this. But here we are anyways. For those of you watching at home, we are down a reacher at the moment. Richard's probably trying to figure out how to get in his house. Or what day it is, um, but he'll catch up to us eventually. So I have myself, Mr. Joel, and Mr. Raleigh. We're here for uh, what we probably be the last uh, last Reacher episode of the year, and we're all going to hunker down for the rest of the uh, holiday season with the family. But we wanted to come and uh, catch up. We've still had the uh, the movie review of Days to Confuse holding out there overhead. We had our special guest, Mr. Colby Marshall, a couple weeks ago. And talked about the uh, alien activities on said cattle. And uh, we never got back to our episode we had in place prior to that with the uh, movie of the week by Mr. Joel, which is Days of Confuse. And so, Joel, as a reminder, I'll let you know the beginning of the episode. You do again have word of the week uh, since you had the movie. So if you don't have it already, let it, uh, let it purse around and uh, marinate, ruminate, if you will. Again, we are brought to you by our good friends at B&K Auto Salvage. Raleigh, where, where's B&K Auto Salvage at? Downtown Baker City. Beautiful downtown, historic Baker City. Yeah. Also, just south of LeGrand as well. For all your scrapping needs, uh, they got used parts, new parts, four by four parts, parts as parts, and all the parts. So if you're needing something, give them a holler, and uh, they'll give you a hand. So... Guys, it's been a couple, three weeks, I think, since we last chatted, so let's go around the room and have our uh, weekly updates. Raleigh, looks like you're in the bordello this evening. Why don't you give us your update first, good sir? I am. I don't know where to start. Well, the beginning? Um, yeah, the fun part. Christmas is over. Spent uh, the Christmas with Gail's family in California. Um, just pretty laid back, low-key, long drive each way. And uh, back now to the Arctic regions of Oregon. <laughs> What's the current temperature? Uh, I'm not sure. We're supposed to be getting some cloud cover coming in. It's only supposed to get down in the 20s tonight. But the, the current, I'll have to look, it's probably about 24 degrees. It's oh, okay. So kind of balmy. But... Last Last several nights have been down in the in the low digits and even negative digits driving through Lostine last night. It was negative one, but um, just cold weather and 
not a whole lot going on. Kind of preparing. Kelly's taken off to go on a COVID crisis position in Sacramento for a month. Nursing, and so I'll be manning the ship here. And How long is she going to be doing that for? You know, a month. I think we established. Yeah, four week contract. Four week contract. That's that's going to be intense. Yeah, she's kind of preparing herself for the worst. She was actually going to stay down there after Christmas and then wait and come home, but uh, she wasn't at all unlike me. And California's plenty to deal with while you have to be there. So she rode back and catching a flight back down. <laughs> but uh, I think she's kind of preparing for the worst and hoping for the best as far as what the workload's going to be. She sounds like she's on a COVID floor and going to be, I don't know, take care of all the really sick people following her. I've kind of got this training montage going through my head right now when you say she's preparing, you know, she's like whipping masks on and off and shoulder rolling out of the way and like rubber gloving, you know, sort of a, you know, classic 80s movie montage. Well, she actually had to go get fitted for a mask here this evening at the local hospital. They have what, for these nurses, they have an actual fitting mm. uh, that makes sure that the masks that they're wearing fit them appropriately so they don't catch any particulate matter. And that's like the, is that the N95? Is that what that's called? Yeah, the N95. And, and I don't know, she's not really aware yet what the, the exact PPE is going to be at this hospital. Some of them have complete headsets with respirator deals, mm. breathers. Um, I don't know what they call those, but she looks like she's off of Star Wars or something. So, so being around your smelly socks all weekend, she's probably mostly prepared for wearing a respirator. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's actually, uh, you know, when she's preparing for the worst, she doesn't think I'm too bad to live with. So this is great. <laughs> Just setting the bar at a different level. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And got a few heifers to calve this month. So oh, yeah. Jeez. Already. Yeah. No, I, they weren't supposed to be till January, but they're a pretty tight bag one this morning. Preemie pre cows? No, just uh, first calf heifers, and we we didn't have the numbers spread up that we wanted to be at for our culling and herd, so we went out and bought about a dozen and a half more bred heifers. And unfortunately, when you do it that way, you calving dates can vary a little bit. So, but you'd rather have them a little earlier than later on heifers. So yeah, there's a handful of them in January, in February. But, uh, bear with in the weather and uh, yeah feeding cows and you know, do, do some night checking if I absolutely have to and keep you warm but that's my update for you as of right now unless I think of anything else that you can't live without well we'll be here so if you think of something just put up your hand and we'll call on you and you can uh, you can share with the group yeah as long as you brought enough for everybody yeah speaking of everybody with us Flip is Bradbury. I don't know. He's Richard. He probably forgot. Remember the other day? He's like, what day is it again? We're doing this Tuesday, Richard. What day is it today? It's it's fucking Monday, Richard. Okay. You know, so you combine, you know, Richard and ranching and COVID and holidays and I'm I'm honestly a little envious. 
You know, yeah, I've, I have a great story about I traveled on the Bradbury schedule just to see what it was like. Cause usually I was the one hurting and going and saying, and, and we did a whole trip and I just went on his schedule and we missed most of the shit we were leaving for, but damn, it was fun. So uh, yeah, it was great. I'll, I'll tell that story sometime. It's pretty good, but uh, Mr. Joel, give us some update. You have a new background. Uh, what's going on in your world, man? Yeah, I've had a hell of a good week. Uh, we came down to Florida like a week and a half ago. So we're leaving on uh, New Year's, but <clears throat> from a two-week vacation, uh, we're in Sarasota. Um, shoot, we took a boat ride around all the channels and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then, and then we, God, we went and looked at some Christmas lights at the Botanical Gardens and we rode bicycle, like motorized bikes, not motorcycles across between a bicycle and a motorcycle like i didn't have to pedal that's all i was concerned about um rode those on the beach one day um played a lot of golf um just went and played some bar trivia um i love bar trivia had a good good week looks good yeah it was uh, I was going to say this for the best thing of the week, but maybe this will be good now, which is, so we, we went to bar trivia and just two of you, two of us. And when you're only two, you're at a huge disadvantage. Well, that's so huge. after the fifth round, they start reading off the, the standings and they say our team name letter buck was first. <laughs> and, uh, and they, they're like with 62 points, letter buck. And Jess started, she started shouting like, we have 62 points. Well, All excited. I'm like, like, you've been here before. Yeah. I'm like, shh, shh, we're in last place. Stop. <laughs> You're humiliating us. And uh, so that was after five rounds, we were dead last. And so in the final Jeopardy, you could wager your points. We went, we did mm-hmm. a true daily true double. double. Yeah, sure. And uh, the question was, are you still there? Yeah, okay. we got you. Yeah. The question was, uh, what U.S. state shares the shortest land border with Canada? Like, we'll give you one minute. And I was like, immediately, Idaho, right? Yeah. The thing on the East Coast, people don't really know about Idaho. They forget about it. So I was like, perfect. Perfect question for me. Um, yeah, and only two teams got it right. Oh. So we, we jumped from second place to – or from last place to second place. With uh, So we got $10 off of our meal. Oh, outstanding. How many teams were competing? 14. Oh, respectable. Good. Yeah, yeah good-sized crowd. What was and, the common answer for the border question? So, what was the common border question response? Vermont? Michigan or Vermont, yeah. A lot of people said Vermont. Pennsylvania actually shares the shortest border, but but, it, but a lot of it's water. Oh, oh okay, yeah. That's the uh, qualifier. Yeah. And New Hampshire is the second shortest New Hampshire. land border. I think 42 miles for Idaho and 45. Oh, so it's quite close. For New Hampshire. Pretty close, yeah. Oh, wow. Outstanding. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, golf today was great. 
uh, I got paired with some people from New Jersey. They were really friendly. Oh, cool. Um, and on the back, I did terrible on the front. All the courses here are hard as shit. Like, so mm. much water. Lose a lot of balls. But uh, today, for some reason, I put it together on the back nine. And I six over on the back. Oh, nice. With four pars in a row. So. That always feels good. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think it's like you get you get pretty comfortable with a group and relax and you can play better. You know, if it's tough getting thrown in with randoms, you just have to go play your own game and, and uh, just kind of ignore it for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I just play poorly when I get when I play with junior, I feel like like worse than I normally do because it's like a pressure. He's like it's not very nice when you play with golf with him, you know. <laughs> I just don't pound sand and play my own game. Yeah. I mean, when I first first saw him play golf, I was like, holy shiitake. Um, but then I was like, well, that guy's been playing golf since he's like two minutes old. And uh, yeah, I just let it go. Yeah. I bet it's the coolest feeling in the world if you go go play golf on vacation by yourself and you get paired with a group. And if you're a junior and you just show up and you're like do, shooting, do. Yeah. shooting under par, like that's got to feel because like oh there's a single this this freaking guy yeah you know and then you just rock it out your ass yeah so it's (laughs) but everybody has that moment or that one good shot or you chip in or you smoke a drive that's why you keep coming back but sometimes you get paired with people way worse than you i've had that happen yeah i think i've golfed with you before mike yes uh raleigh's real wood driver and his 13 seven irons uh, yeah, that son of a bitch. When he gets a hold of one, you better watch your ass. Yeah, <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> Don't know where it's headed. You can't worry about that shit either. Yeah, but yeah. Also, can, also, also, we can, uh, uh, we can barely hear you, Rawls, for the record. It's hard to hear you. Okay, I'll speak up next time. Yeah, thank you. What was that, Joel? Uh, I just I just wanted to mention. I mean, so since most of our listeners or in Pendleton. I just wanted to mention uh, we lost a really good guy this week. J.D. Lambert passed away. No way. And uh, Yeah, do you know him? Yeah, I didn't know that. Son of a bitch. Wow. Yeah. Um, war veteran, former police officer in Pendleton. Uh, graduated high school with him. Yeah. Uh, best athlete I've ever met in my life. Infectious laugh. He's wow. a great guy. I didn't know. That's too bad. Go spend a little time with him in Pendleton over the summer, which was nice. And but goddamn, that's a Mm. it's a sad one, right? Yeah, tremendous. I'm glad you got some time with him this summer, though. That's that's cool, but still, that really sucks. Wow. Yeah. So JD will be missed. Definitely. Man. Dick. On Sorry, that. Sorry. Yeah, that's Sorry to bring it down. Tell us about your uh, your drapes behind you, Micah. Oh, so yeah, my uh, my weekly update. I finally uh, found a little villa I kind of liked here in uh, the Rita, and it closed and everything. I think on the the fifteenth on a Tuesday, I believe it closed, and so I started the uh, the transition in. So uh, yeah, I have some uh, some Paisley. Uh, drapes for my uh, office room I really like it's kind of a little character a little pizzazz if you will and I got some pictures on the wall it looks like uh, 
One picture is uh, me and Pot Roast and Curdy and uh, Jimmy Don. That's on uh, number 18 there at it's, it's, uh, St. Andrews on the bridge. It's that one picture. And then the other one is a uh, semi-naked cowgirl uh, on the other side. And then uh, I'm at my current desk. And the other desk is sort of my uh, my play toy desk in the back. So, yeah. Um, things that... Uh, some people might, yeah, there's, there's probably about 10,000 rounds stacked underneath that table right now. <laughs> Oops, it's amazing. So um, yeah, this is my office. Um, I've been just working around the house and, you know, doing fun things like putting screen back in the screen porch in the back area, cleaning the pool and working in the garage and buying furniture on Facebook market and meeting all sorts of random people. So that's been my holiday. It's been pretty, pretty fun. So just getting settled in and and uh waiting for my daily amazon shipments of whatever i might need for the day so <laughs> it's been good though so nice neighborhood good people gyre a designer to come in and put together your living room or anything like that uh no no not yet uh yeah. early early american um Is that a thing yeah apparently yeah i yeah. saw it on uh on uh what was that wall street yeah um Dorian, <laughs> she was the she was the designer. No, I've got some. I uh, picked up some really sweet leather couches and chairs, um, like nice, nice sets. Um, and then I've got a handmade uh, live edge maple table I made a couple years ago that goes in there. I got a nice cowhide rug. So the front room kind of I call it the couch corral. Yeah, it's kind of come together. I got the uh, the old branding iron hanging on the wall. A little little bar area set up. So yeah, it's fair to Midland. I'd say. Pat on the back, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, that's, so that's my update. Just get the official residency here in the Rita, and uh, kind of getting settled in. Okay, and you're going to jump in the pool tomorrow. Just might, because it was like 75 or so today. It's going to be probably that much or more tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, I might shrivel the pot a little bit, but I think it's still uh, still still called for. Yeah, I'd be in the pool in December. Think so will uh, will scraps jump in the pool or she probably will. She's been close yet. Like she's just gone up and like really leaned over, like sniffed it, like what the hell? Because you know it smells it smells different. It's got you know it's chlorine and stuff. And so uh yeah, I'm sure she'll probably pile in after I go in there. So we'll see. She's not really a water dog though. So yeah, it'll be entertaining. But uh yeah, got the uh, pool automatic pool cleaner nine thousand. It looks like a kind of looks like a caterpillar uh, combine. It's yellow and black and has tracks on it. You just plug it in and throw it in the pool. You know, and it does its deal. So, yeah, Brian has one of those. Good deal. Oh, nice move. I should have talked to Big Daddy about his pool cleaning uh, accessories, but uh, we must have done the same research. And I can't believe Brian had spent that much on a pool cleaner. Jennifer must have bought it. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it was a gift. That would make sense. Yeah. 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 Nothing against your brother, but <laughs> we know. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, then, you know, I cleaned out the gutters and shit and stuff like that. And just, yeah, I had to all the fun stuff when you move into a house. Yeah. So meeting the neighbors and hanging out. It's been nice. It's been real nice. So, um, we'll get her, we'll get her all settled in here pretty quick in the next week or so. It should be all pretty much dialed in. So, yeah. Well, uh, I took out a wall. Now I can park my pickup in my garage. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, details. So 
So I've heard from Bradbury. So he's just going to have to miss out. That's too bad for him. So uh, good updates. I think uh, everybody's been uh, traveling and enjoying a little family time. And I'm glad we could squeeze in this, this last reach before the new year. So um, if you guys recall, we had talked about discussing one of our, I think all of our favorite movie, uh, Dazed and Confused. And uh, Mr. Joel had, had led us down this pathway. So has anybody seen it recently? I actually rewatched it about three weeks ago, right before I think we were going to do that. And uh, God, I laughed so hard at different things than probably I'd laughed at before, mostly at, at some of the people again, just to see the, the cast of characters. And then, you know, just the shit that they pulled off and I could really relate to being from a small town, but Joel, why'd you pick this movie? I don't know. I think a lot of our discussions were just sort of trending in that direction. You talk about classic movies. So you're always trying to think of one of those. And then we had the, what was the other one that I picked last time? The, the cruising one in California. Yeah. Um, American, American graffiti. Yeah. Yeah, I almost said hot August, uh, hot August nights, but that's not really that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just sort of along those lines, and it, and it, it was a movie that I wa- I just watched a lot. Yeah, uh, in high in high school, <clears throat> I, I, I don't think I'd seen it in years. I watched it again like three weeks ago. But one of the strangest things is to watch a movie like that and see these people that I watched them when I was a little kid, and then when I was their age, and not much since. So it's oh, yeah. strange to like see how little and young <laughs> the characters are, but um, yeah, I mean it's still a good movie. It, it, there, there's parts of it that don't hold up, and like the acting is pretty terrible. But um, my biggest takeaway that I've been, I thought that was most interesting, is the the two nerdy guys and the redheaded woman. Oh yeah, yeah. And how they were, the, the two guys were sort of, I feel like almost rightly mocked back in like when you're that age watching it. And now those are the, those are the ones that like people probably connect with in pop culture the most, right? That's a good point. Yeah, they were kind of the outside observers, really just sort of like armchair quarterbacking and observing and picking and, and not really involved or in it. And I think uh, it's probably a great point. Yeah. Is they're probably the, the ones that most people relate to now, as opposed to then. Yeah, like the, <clears throat> is it existential existentialism? I think is the word. It's a pretty good word, especially um, for this podcast. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean they're still dorks, but. Well, I mean, America. yeah, I think they're probably part of that, as Richard would say. You know, they were part of the, you know, um, the part of the the conscience if you will um of the people the, the maybe the filmmaker but you know sort of the the uh the eye on the the actual events if you will they were the ones that could point that out there has to be some truth to that movie just the whole concept of uh like the eighth graders going into oh, high school and then dude, the thousand percent be seniors i mean when i was there was like one kid that said he was going to haze me, but I'm like, you're, you're not going to haze me. You're a dork. We had, um, we had sanctioned event in high school, dude. When you became you? a freshman. Yeah. They, it was called the freshman slave sale. And as a freshman, upperclassmen, sophomores and up could go, you would be marched out into the gymnasium 
all your your whole class, and then one at a time you would come up, and they would bid on you. So it was like a um, hazing had been like out of control, and so they decided to make it sort of like a sanctioned and controlled school event, and they called it the freshman slave sale, and they would buy you, and whoever bought you, they could dress you up, they could make you sing songs, chase pennies down the hallway, um, yeah, and it was a whole week, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't do anything like that when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we did. I mean, that was sort of their way of saying, like, okay, we know this shit's going to happen. And so um, here's what we're going to do. And it's going to be sanctioned by the school. So keep it within the school and the rules and, and don't go outside of those bounds. So that's why, like, when I go back and see this now, you know, it hits me so much harder because I realized that not everybody went through that. <laughs> Literally quit the, the hazing process to my knowledge and, and between 90 and 95 okay like at the point when I graduated high school you didn't see it anymore but when I was in junior high coming up into it there was still things going on and it, it's interesting how and I don't know is that where we entered into the PC culture or something you know it, there was just this time frame that sticks in my mind where a lot of those old traditions that were there in many communities um, went away when it came to that sort of behavior. Because I grew up being around at Helix and they had an outstanding hazing program. I mean, when you were <laughs> between, between, outstanding. Five, between five and 12. Top in the state. Yeah. Well, your classroom sizes were between five and 12 people. So it, it was kind of almost like a school event to pay attention to what was going on in the freshman hazing. And, and then in Pendleton, once I got into there, you know, there were things that would go on, and but it wasn't anything like it was in a smaller community, which I don't know if that's, if there's any anything to that that, reasoning as to why that was but i just think it was a, a cultural thing that was going away at that point I yeah. for years it was probably once you enter high school you get you get punched in the face by a bigsby that was, <laughs> that that was, was a hazing program mom or ivan or somebody <laughs> yes <laughs> when the boys all graduated then she took over you know so duty calls yeah it's, <laughs> Now your dad pulled a buck and shoe gates for years and your mom punched people in the face in high school. That's just, uh, that's a Bigsby Pendleton tradition. Yes. <laughs> oh, Pendleton, what a play. <laughs> Pete Town. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's funny when I talk to people about this, uh, you know, and, and the fact that they called it a slave sale um, and that's what we did, but <laughs> it was you look forward to it because you could go together, you know, people, people would gang up and, you know, three or four people would go together and buy people and get a herd, you know, and it would just be, it, it sort of made it fun um, because it used to get kind of violent. And, and there was a couple a-holes I remember that didn't, um, didn't want to cooperate with the process and they got a little bit more of a, uh, well, let's just say um, one dude was saran wrapped naked to the telephone pole outside the pizza villa right up town. And so, um, you know, he didn't want to work and play well with others. So that was his treatment. So, and I think also they, they then took him down and drove him up to the top of Black Cap, which is a 
mountain peak right outside of Lakeview you can see from town, but it's a pretty good jaunt. They drove him up there and dropped him off. Um, so that's a little hike back to town also, but uh, I think that that might take the edge off of him a little bit, but most people would just go along with it and it was during school hours and then all was well. So, I mean, there was a natural hierarchy in the bus, but that's a totally different story. Yeah, the, the other thing about the movie, because I remember hearing, I remember hearing that so Matthew McConaughey uh-huh. moved to Los Angeles and within like two weeks he got cast as an actor in that movie and he moved to LA to be like a like a sound guy he was going to be behind the scenes he wanted to be behind the scenes but to his credit he's just so fucking cool that they're like immediately recognized Matthew McConaughey and put him in the movie yeah, I went to college with a dude that said he knew Matthew McConaughey. Um, and some of the details he said that come out later, turns out he probably did. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't make that up in the early '90s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it was it was Is right that when about, you were in college. Uh, I started college in '95, and so this just came out in '93. So it was pretty popular. Like me and Kevin Conrad watched this pretty much weekly. Uh, but uh, yeah. The interesting part about that is he was way off script with those lines that he used. Yeah. Made, made Matthew McConaughey. I mean, the all right, all right, all right. Oh, yeah. A lot cooler if you did. And yeah. Yeah. yeah it'd be a lot cooler if you did. And, and freshman jokes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, I get older and they stay the, stay same. the same age. That stuff is all Matthew McConaughey. I was watching a, uh, actually a documentary on the movie and it was amazing just him being who he is really set the platform for where he went in his career yeah and and it was nothing that they like those weren't things that that they were expecting to see but it was so good in the moment that they kept him on the movie and it made that guy's career right there it's crazy yeah he's gonna be one of the coolest people to to ever live i think so yeah i think he's pretty like he's very genuine, I think. Yeah. He's not going to be doing stuff to make him seem cooler or do this. From what I can gather, he's pretty much just him, which I think I respect. Even if you like everything about him or not, I just respect <laughs> that part. See, from where West Texas, somewhere. His- yeah, let me uh, go to our good friends at IMDb for all your movie questions. Let me see if I can find that real quick. I don't like Pecos or something. This Good is the Lord. portion that's sponsored by Junior at the liquor store. Oh, that's the intellectual moment. This is just the random movie moment. <laughs> the intellectual moment is just truly that. It's just a moment, yeah. <laughs> and like when you look him up on IMDb on on Days of Confuse, like he's way down the list, dude. Like I had to, I had to scroll. Uvalde, Texas, down there in South Country, yeah. Oh, you know where that is? Yeah, cool, cool place. Yeah. So yeah, a little bastard. Yeah, he's uh let's see. One Oscar, 48 wins and 82 nominations. Um yeah. 71 him, credits. So it'll be interesting to watch his career over the next couple of years because he's made a couple statements recently that are uh sort of anti woke liberal viewpoints. So it'll be interesting to see if anybody puts them in movies and going forward. 
There's been several people. Um, what's it? Uh, what's the dude? Um, the guy who was in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and um, Parks and Rec. What was his name? Yeah, I know you're talking about. Anyways, he's, he, made some... he, he's been in trouble for a while. Yeah, I like how you put that. He's been in trouble. How dare you speak what you're thinking, you crazy conservative <laughs> bastard, you. Yeah, we don't have none of that Chris, crazy talk. Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt, yeah. I, I get Chris Pine and Pine and Klein. And, yeah, Chris Pratt. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, and then like all the, I love the cars and the soundtrack. The, this movie, probably one of the better ones out there. Yeah. Um, good 70s stuff. Um, it's just fun. And to see Affleck running around like a moron, you know, O'Banion. Um, that's hilarious. Um, the, the coaches in their coach shorts, you know, that's that's just freaking hikes those things up even more, you know. Just, oh, but that is so the eighties, dude. Totally, yeah. Like our coaches wore that shit, man. Like seriously, that was Mr. Nash, our PE teacher. Wore they were yellow, and he wore those. That was what he wore. He had like he had kind of a bald head. He had like the Hulk Hogan haircut, yellow gym shorts. And, and tougher than woodpecker lips, but uh, that's what he wore, man. That was his uniform, Mr. Nash. I'll never forget. It, that movie is so identifiable to most people, in, in, and not just the sports aspect of it. The, the kager at the water tower. I mean, how many high school parties were rounded up on Friday afternoon? Oh, yeah. Shooting range. Yeah. yeah. And People were throwing five bucks in the in the kitty to go get a keg of beer, and everybody met at that location out of town. Yeah, and just that's it, when you were out cruising around. You'd stop at the Safeway parking lot. This is personal experience. Yeah. Safeway parking lot, and you'd bullshit, hang around, or for a while we had CBs, which is really handy. Um, it was way pre cell phone. That, that was like not even a consideration at that time. And yeah, you just drive around and run into people like, what are you guys doing? I don't know. Hey, want to go hang? Hey, let's go. Dude, we should go have a party shooting range. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. And then there you are. Let's, hey, let's go to Cricket Creek. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we'll see you up there. Just the way you went, man. Yeah, it was. I, I don't know. I, I guess I don't have that connection with any of today's um, youth and what, I mean, everybody's got their head in a phone and they're all um, sitting on Zoom chat deals and like the that way of life for a childhood is no longer existent as far as I can see. Maybe it is in some places, but um, I, I really kind of feel like kids these days are neglected because they don't get to experience that. Can you imagine how easy it'd be to throw a party together though? Cause you just text everybody like, yeah, ting, they're done. <laughs> like it's it, man. Like there's no phone calls or no tracking down Dave. Like it's just done. Like, yeah, how did we find out about shit before text message? It was like word of mouth, like just like, oh, you just drive through town and like, oh, there goes Rawls. And you'd spin around and you'd go chase him down and you'd go talk. And yeah. like, it was so stupid where we always hung out in the Safeway parking lot, right across the street from the cop shop. That's where we all hung out. We all sit, pull up in your pickups and your cars, you got radios, we're shooting the breeze, blah, 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 blah. And then it's just like, all right, ready? Yeah. And then we go, and we'd all leave and go different directions just to mess with everybody. But like, yeah, we'd all leave at the exact same time. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah, I'd, be, I'd be curious if they even do like the senior party anymore. Like I remember our senior party, we had a couple locations. <laughs> one of them was fake. Yeah. And, and we spread Narc. the rumor about the fake one. And then we went the opposite direction, but going out there, I think we all met at the, at the, uh, it was the old Kmart, which is, or yeah, the old 
Kmart. The DMV now, now it's a DMV. Yeah. Yeah. So we all met in that parking lot, and then probably a line of hundred cars going mm-hmm. out into the up past Pilot Rock to some land out there. Somebody had a cattle ranch or something. <clears throat> Raleigh, were you class in '96, '97? Cabin. Yeah, how what was that like? I've only Brian's talked about it a little bit. I never really talked to him much about it, but I think he said he spent the whole night at the front gate with uh, Trevor Helfrich. So I don't think he really enjoyed the festivities. <laughs> it was, uh, God, what a memory! Um, it was fun. Uh, I remember there were a lot of people drunk everywhere, and. I actually walked clear to Indian Lake with Shanna Anderson and back, just <laughs> randomly talking and drinking the whole time. And Those are good talks, good walks. Yeah, just sprinting an ankle on a rocky ridge. Yeah, and, and how far is it to the lake from there? It's, That's got to be four or five miles, at least one way. And we yeah. went clear yeah. down and clear back. And That's what she said. Yeah, well, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was just a, a fun event. Everybody was pretty much the entire class made it. And um, it was honestly, when I watched that scene of at the water tower, mm-hmm. that's one of those memories I think of is at Kern's cabin. And that was just a fun time. And, uh, you, you had all your, your clicky groups and, and there, there was, the dynamics were exactly the same. Oh yeah. They nailed that part. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, we had, uh, we did one of our senior parties was actually at uh, Patty Berry's parents place. That's hard to say out loud. Um, they live several miles south of town. And it was the deal like we're going to sanction this everybody leave the keys there nobody leaves. And it was a big, um, big shindig and I'll never forget the next morning. We got up early because uh, I had to go work hay for Arch. And it looked like Jonestown in the front room like there's just bodies yeah. everywhere Jonestown Google it. Um, and so my boss, being the smartass that he is, and there's a couple juniors that were working, this is a senior party, they pull up in the driveway at about 5.30 in the morning, and they got a megaphone on my boss's pickup. And he's doing, all right, you little bastards, come on out here and get your asses and go to work, which reminds me of just like when they pull up in front of the school, all right, all you freshman fucks, like it's so funny. <laughs> and I couldn't get Squaw, Squaw wouldn't wake up, we had to leave Squaw behind, but I got Opie and me. And we loaded up and went to work uh, from there. But Squaw was tits up on the floor. But um, so, yeah, we left our senior party and went, went and did hay all day long. But uh, that was one of them anyways. So but that was the officially kind of sanctioned one where the parents were involved some, somewhat. In it. So, yeah. Well, I think for a while, parents were trying to break them up. That's why we had to create a diversion. And, and Brian, what he's told me is he was at the gate and some parents showed up to that your senior party rally and 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 trevor and brian were like you you can't come in here private, yeah. <laughs> like, private, like private. there's everyone's fine in there go home you're not coming inside to get your kid yeah was uh did they still do the senior sleepover in the in the parking lot when you were there joel no they, never heard a, of that like the night before your last day of school when you went and signed off on all your classes and everything they used to have the sleepover at the parking lot and on the football field. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we did do that, actually. Yeah, and that was that always turned into a, another drunken evening before graduation. Yeah, we, did, we didn't drink. They hashed down, yeah. We had, a, we had a racquetball club night. 
also no alcohol. I feel like, yeah, I missed I, I miss the good years. But you were just, few years. yeah. yeah. Did you guys have grad night where you went to Disneyland? Did you guys do that? No. Uh, we didn't do a senior trip, no. No, oh. I don't know. There, I think there might have been, but it was kind of, I want to say that it just wasn't the thing to do. Oh. Prior to, I think they did some more, but. I don't think a lot of people signed up for it, and I might be might be wrong because I didn't go and didn't pay attention to that kind of shit. But, um. Our entire class went, yeah, and we met with. Of course, there was like classes from all over, but yeah, we were at the Elks Lodge the night before, partied there all night, like partied. It was the full sanctioned school deal, kind of, you know, no alcohol. If you leave, you can't come back in. Yeah. And then we literally marched out the door and got on the buses and headed south to Disneyland, um, and that's when the chaos began. Yeah, that was. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, that was one of my buddies, Merwin. Merwin, hey, buddy. Uh, Merwin looked about as old as I do now in high school. So he rolled down the street to the liquor store and we came back with a shopping cart full of shit back to the hotel. And so within being there of about 30 minutes, the party was on on the roof. Yeah, um, it was pretty wild. Somebody banged Mickey Mouse, and now they don't. Disneyland doesn't allow it anymore. They said he's fucking goofy, so we took him at their word. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, Dan Dan Bach did hit a golf ball. We were playing putt putt golf, very first hole, and Reebok goes, "Hey, watch this!" And he Box never played golf in his life, and he hauls off and hits the golf ball with the cheap, you know, mini golf putter, launches it over the street into the Disneyland parking lot, and we get kicked out. Very first hole. Yeah. Yeah best golf shot Reebok ever hit in his entire life was right there a-hole teenagers are so annoying yeah imagine being there now and a kid does that like, oh dude yeah we were just it Get was chaos here. absolute chaos yeah people were hanging out the emergency thing on the bus on the way down yeah it was that's a long ass bus drive from Lakeview to Disneyland yeah because there was no drinking on grad night but uh let me tell you, the bus was loaded for bear. Yeah, so. <laughs> Jesus. No, that would have been fun. Oh, man. Yeah. Remember waking up the next morning after you graduated and going, now what? Like, mm. like, yeah, I was pretty much already, like, I'd signed up for the Navy and I was working. And so I had like a. I, uh, that, I mean, I, I, I knew I was going to go to college and I knew I was working, but it's like, wow, that chapter's over. I do remember saying several times during high school, man, if this is as good as it gets, freaking, I don't want to go out. Like, screw that. This place sucks. You know, and now I look back and I'm like, so dial. I realized later on, like, I thought about, I thought about failing a class my senior year just so I could do it again because so dialed. Like, I didn't have to do anything. It was perfect, man. Perfect. Life was pretty pretty simple and i think that's probably one of the things that this movie brings back more than anything for me was just yeah. the the really enjoyably good time you had you didn't have responsibility you didn't have to think about anything you just you went and you existed and you had fun with your friends oh and that is kind of the i think that that's why this movie probably resonates with so many people especially from our generation and older is that it it's just it takes you back to a world that really maybe exists in some places but it's, oh man it was it's hard to it's hard to compare it this day and age to what life was like growing up back then 
Do you remember just the little excitement of arriving to school and leaving school parking lot, Pendleton High School parking lot? It was a, like, it was chaotic. Oh, it was a whole adventure because like, like we we didn't have car culture like they did in the seventies probably, but it was still like you you had a car. Yeah. And, and you're tearing out wild. to go somewhere. Yeah. Like everything happened out there before the bell rang. Like that. People yeah. showed up. They'd all park in the same area, and and I I still remember Sam McCarter was the first guy with a cell phone, like he had his bag phone in his Toyota pickup. Oh yeah, and he'd be sitting over there, and it, just those little things. You you look back, you're like, it. The, the culture that was based around having a car in high school then was just that made oh. it all, and and then the the shotguns in the back of the windows and and. And always dude hunting on the way to school i mean during I lunch and after school oh 100 i'd have a dead pheasant in the trunk of the car you know and you you just the things that you did i mean that's where the plans were made for the weekend was in oh. the lot. people just it was a it was a fun way to grow up it really was oh and then somebody you know everybody got their license at a different time you know so when your first buddy got their license or could drive legally, we drove to school a lot. We didn't have a license, but for going uptown at lunch, there'd be like 40 people crammed in a car, like oh. legs hanging out and shit, you know, and like, it was just so much fun. Oh my God, uh, that brings back a memory. Oh so yeah. One of the places to eat in high school that was like, I was a junior, had Toyota Camry and the, it used to be Godfather's Pizza. God, I don't even know. I don't even know what it is down there now at that place. I thought it was a gym for a while, I think. Yeah, and I think it's still like a heavy woman gym or something. Yeah, they had a they had an all you could eat pizza menu down there. And I don't it probably know still smells like that inside. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the cost is was, but it was like three ninety nine or something for an all you could eat buffet. And yeah. everybody just go load up. And Les Turner was a year older than me. And little less was not a little guy like little less was i don't know a lot more yeah yeah he was a big boy less turner fit in the trunk of my car and and rode in the trunk of the car to go down there to school i mean just some of the crazy shit that we would would do back then i remember <laughs> going to going to taco time and they had the 99 cent tacos or two for 99 cent tacos and chad courtney and on our senior year he and i'd go down there and eat every day at, at lunch yeah he'd have a cooler of beer in the back of his chevy blazer and we'd sit in the parking lot and eat tacos and drink beer for lunch mm. you're just drinking beer at lunch in high school yeah i mean <laughs> we had shop class the next i mean all we did was go out and weld shit the next hour you know yeah. we it was just i don't know it was a different it was fun. I that's that's why I can relate to that movie so much is because of the fun that you had, and, and it's just I can still remember those little highs that you got off of doing oh. all the shit those guys were doing. We would hooky bob uptown for lunch. Like that's when you grab on somebody's bumper or tailgate. You know, like yep. you didn't have to drive. You just hooky bob uptown. And I have to tell this story. My buddy Mater had this Ford Granada. It's a little two door car, um, yep. six cylinder, three speed. And Mater was uptown. I don't know. We were all walking for some reason. We're like, hey, Joe drove. And literally 12 of us, if there was one of us, got in this car. 
and Mater's about the size of my finger. He was smashed over against the door. There's me and Lawson and Hamrick and about 15 girls in the back seat. So each of us had a different job. Like Mater's steering. I was running the gas, I think. Hamrick was running the clutch. And I think Lawson was shifting. And Joe was just like driving like this. So as soon as he started the car, the throttle was to the floor the entire time. <laughs> it's a miracle we didn't all die, but it just, and then it sits in the middle of the road, Mom! trying to find a gear. And there's so many people it wouldn't even burn out. But yeah, we drove all the way back to school in like second gear, doing about 50 because it was just to the floor. <laughs> we finally made it back. But what a terrible car. idea. Terrible so idea to fun, give though. 16. Yeah, like, 16 year olds a driver's license yeah like, completely yeah so irresponsible legs hanging out like it was literally just people stacked in the back it was kind of like how many people can we fit in mater's car and one day sponge kevin johnson his nickname was sponge he took my parking spot and i had a parking spot you didn't park in my spot he had a little two-wheel drive toyota so he parked in my spot one day so i just hooked onto him and i drug it back out of the way <clears throat> and the band the band room wall was a big part of the parking lot so we turned his pickup sideways and parked the pickup on each end and one in the middle. And we all got in my pickup and drove off for about six hours. And we came back when it was dark and Sponge is waiting in the parking lot to get to his pickup because we had blocked it in. And the little <laughs> bastard never parked in my spot again. So that was some of the shit we played off, you know, just for fun, so to speak. So, yeah. hey, Sponge, hope you're out there. <laughs> you didn't uh, park in my spot, man. Yeah. We had rules and shit, Joel. What's that? Our big high, our oh. big high school scandal was, uh, <laughs> I think, later on after like Raleigh would already been gone, they put in uh, speed bumps in the parking lot, <clears throat> but they, but, but they weren't like cement. They were, uh, you like bolted them down, and somebody went through and unbolted them all oh. and threw them all on, threw them all in the river. That was our our big scandal. That's not bad. Oh. Did you guys still do senior pranks and stuff like that when you're going through high school? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. Jesus, Joel. Man, no wonder you're so miserable all the time. You missed no, out. I, I remember we had the internet. We had the, <laughs> when we were there, they were our senior year was the reconstruction of that high school. So when we showed up, when we got there as sophomores, it was. <laughs> and then. Our junior year, they started into construction, and then our senior year, we were just in full-on um, demolition and rebuilding mode. Well, there was a these new. There was some. We all went fishing out of Mackay Dam, and somebody got a bag full of fish, and it ended up up in the in the new building, like one of the oh. hallways. There was, and. I don't know how long it had been there, but all of a sudden the wretched smell when it heated up in June, cause there was no air conditioning in there yet. And, and about graduation time, all of a sudden the smell of dead fish took a hold of that building. God, now there was all, there was all kinds of little shit going on, but it was, it was all in good fun. Oh, in good fun. That's like what we always said. It's just fun. Yeah. We never got really too beat up over it. So yeah, I don't know if the statute limitations is up on some of the shit we pulled off, but, uh, yeah it's it was fun though it was damn fun yeah so that's why this movie means a lot to me because it's really just kind of captured some of that the randomness the free free spirited that's what i'm thinking of it's just it was it, 
when I when I think of growing up in America, dazed and confused exemplified what growing up was in the high school age for a mm-hmm. lot of ones. Definitely. Yep. So pick. well done, Mr. Joel. Good pick. Yeah. We applaud you. <clears throat> That's been some pretty good uh, inadvertent high school story time. We could we could do that. That could just be, we could just call this podcast high school stories. Um, and that's all it would be because there's, there's plenty to choose from. Yeah. It's just saying, yeah, <clears throat> still can't anyways. Yeah. We won't go there. So, um, <laughs> what else we got on the agenda? Well, that leads us very, very well. And, and so, um, well, just brilliantly right to the intellectual moment of the week brought to us by our really good friends at Pendleton mixer and cigar right there in downtown Pendleton on Immigrant Avenue. Stop in there for all your mixer and cigar needs. Also, it's your local uh, package store, if you will. So if you need some fine Pendleton 1910, perhaps, or a little Eagle Rare, or uh, your finest gin and tonic, stop by. They got you covered. If they don't have what you're looking for, let them know. They can probably find it for you and bring it in, special order. They'll do all they can to help you out. So that's our good friends there at Pendleton Mixer and Cigar, which brings us our intellectual moment of the week. Well, wait a minute. I want to talk about this advertisement a little bit. <clears throat> okay, uh, sure. We can bring that up now. Our sponsor. They, I didn't know that it was called Mixer and Cigar. Like Pendleton Mixer and Cigar, yeah. <clears throat> I think they have a pretty small section for mixers. Mm-hmm. Is that like one fridge? I wonder why they call it Mixer and Cigar. Like, And they're not really a cigar store. I mean, they have cigars. Yeah. It's mostly a liquor store. It is. Um, So the part of that deal, and we'll get into Junior's business here for a moment, is, you know, the state sets the pricing for all the alcohol. So it's kind of a fixed um, margin, if you will, on that. The mixers, cigars, and accessories and accoutrements are all uh, considered out of that realm. And so they set the pricing and they either buying and they make the profit on that part as well. So it's sort of too businesses within one in some some sense due to the Oregon liquor laws so that's uh that's part of that reasoning yeah but again if you want some more mixer materials in there or some different cigars we'll let them know they'll bring it in for you i like i'm a big fan of those uh, giant ice balls for good bourbon they'll bring those yeah. in they're nice yeah so they bring in the ice no the those nice big ice ball molds the molds yeah oh the molds yeah okay handy yeah. stuff they don't, they don't have it. They're like uh, the geographical oddly. Two weeks to get you anything you need. So Well, and also there's just cooler shit in there than you can find at the museum. Very yeah. true. A bunch, yeah. <clears throat> a bunch of cool statues and artwork. Yes. If you like uh, golf paraphernalia, there's some great signed stuff uh, up on the wall also. So stop by, say hi, and most importantly, tell them we sent you. So that brings us to our intellectual moment of the week. Uh, and this is another quote. I like the quotes because they kind of capture an essence and then we can discuss. And so uh, I found this um, to be a very poignant at this time. So here's the quote. Uh, quote, there is a culture of ignorance in the United States and there always has been. The strain of anti-intellectualism has been a constant thread winding its way through our political and cultural life Nurtured by the false notion that democracy means that my ignorance is just as good as your knowledge. And that's by Isaac Asimov. 
So basically, uh, that sort of sums up the past year. My ignorance is just as good as your knowledge. What do you think? Yeah, I don't, I don't really know Isaac. I've heard of Isaac jack me off before, but Asimov, yeah. Is he? I don't know if he's right or left wing. But he was born literally... in Russia uh, and then was a teacher at Boston University. But you could literally say that about both sides. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that's interesting. That it, it doesn't really point to either side. It's just like the, there's a cult of ignorance in the United States, and there always has been. The strain of anti-intellectualism has been a constant thread, winding its way through our political and cultural life, nurtured by the false notion that democracy means my ignorance is just as good as your knowledge. Okay, so yeah, maybe you said that completely unbiased, and maybe just talking about both sides are full of ignorant views. I think so. I mean, he came from Russia and he was a teacher uh, at Boston. He did a lot of science fiction writing. Um, I think he was like born in like 1902, I think, to 92. He, he was he was pretty uh, experienced, but uh, mostly scientific writing and, and, and science fiction. So I just thought it interesting. So and it just sort of like struck me as like if we're wrapping up 2020, um, my ignorance is just as good as your knowledge sort of speaks to all sides. So um, I think well, we'll leave it there. I, I think it's getting at the at the Twitter culture of, it, it, I don't know. It's like a, <clears throat> people who do know stuff and if you say what you know, and it, even if it's factual, there's going to be people that disagree with it. And those are the ignorant people. Um, and, and But they get the same views as the correct information well and just because it seems more and more like every day that just because we might disagree or i have a different view than you some people instantly think that i'm completely wrong or untouchable or brain dead or um should be shot and it's like not at all that's the complete opposite of what it really is is this whole country is about disagreeing having different thoughts talking them out working through them either coming to a compromise or saying, well, we're just not going to agree on that moving forward. But it's been like this, especially this past year, so much more of like, it's either the way I think, or I think you should just be shot. And I have no use for you whatsoever because you're instantly dead to me. Um, if you're not as woke as I am, or you don't feel this way, then I have no tolerance for you whatsoever. And that really bothers me because I think um, that's not what we're about. That's not how things get done. That's not how the pendulum swings. And it's very ineffective also. So um, I think that's what we've seen a lot of. And that's what struck me about this quote also is just like, if it's my opinion, then obviously it's the best one. And if you're anywhere different, then you're obviously not only different than me, but you shouldn't even be listened to and you should be shut down and you're, you're pretty much just stupid. So it, it kind of hit me in that regard. <clears throat> well, it's, uh, if, if, Trump, if Trump tweeted tonight, and if he if he said it was a beautiful day today in Florida, <clears throat> the number one comment replied to his tweet with forty thousand likes and retweets would be some dick off that would be like, "That's oh, the hottest day on record in Florida yes. in the year, and we have two hundred thousand people dead from COVID, and you're taking your white privilege and talking about <laughs> how beautiful today is." Like, Go fuck yourself, man. <laughs> no, 
Nailed it. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. You know, I'll sit here and think and listen to you guys' conversation there. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm enjoying what I'm hearing. You hear about intellect and you hear about ignorance. And both of which don't necessarily mean anything about wisdom. Very good point. And I, I feel like we live in a culture where every little armchair quarterback with a touchpad and, and everybody has to be heard. Like we live in a culture where if you're not being heard, you don't mean anything. And I, I grown up around guys that sat back and listened and paid attention. And when they open their mouth, you better listen because they, they'd been down the road and back again and, and learned through hard knocks and fought in wars and lived a life that people couldn't fathom today. And, and the one thing they have that intellectuals might have, ignorant might have, but they have wisdom and, and it is missing in our world. And it, you know, I, I, that statement, it, it resonates because people don't listen anymore. They all want to be heard. And, and, and in both cases, you either want to portray your, your, uh, your intellect, or you want to be, just be ignorant and open your mouth. And people just won't, take the time to sit back and look around and observe and listen and, and garner wisdom from people who actually have experience in life and have lived in life. And, and I, I find it interesting to look at Facebook and flip through there and see some of those people from older generations that have been around the block before. And that's the one thing that I, I find myself being drawn to in the world that that very statement portrays is the wisdom that people have. I don't know. I, there's nothing wise about either one of them in my opinion anymore yeah well said it turns out people with a lot of wisdom are terrible at podcasts yes we are yeah they, <laughs> they don't talk they just, they just be quiet trying to listen to somebody else talk. but that's a great point Joel oftentimes the people who should be speaking up aren't yeah. you know the people who should be getting involved aren't uh and and that's that's our own fault to some degree but that's that's really how we've arrived at where we're at right now um and that's that's the sad part and that's got to, that's got to shift so hopefully that will encourage people to do as such maybe that's a, the next idea for a social media platform for those people <clears throat> where they can post their thoughts well, they're out there. I mean, I don't know how it's much easier than Facebook or, I mean, I think really a monkey with a learning disability can get on Twitter. So, um, I mean, like, I guess maybe we like those, have you seen those? These are my favorite commercials. There's two of them. When you're turning into your parents, you know, and the guy's giving them lessons yeah. on how to run the cell phone and how to be at the store, maybe there needs to be that social media equivalent. So, but the, those are actually the best, but there's, there's a need for that too, though. Those are good commercials. There, he's got blue hair. We all see it. You know, yeah, the hardware stores. If you're looking for a spackle brush, this year's 
honey, you you hired this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you tell him what to do. He's like backing the dude up in the parking lot. Okay, come on back. Come on. You don't know him. Let's go. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> yeah, a stranger. Yeah. Come on. And he's got one hand up and he's doing the comeback sign with the other one. That's the funny part about it. So uh yeah, love those commercials. So fucking uh, dads. Yeah, totally, dude. And guilty, guilty as charged. I'm not even dad, I'm just that guy already. Yeah. Pretty nice little Saturday. You know, I might head over to Home Depot. I'm not sure. So awesome we're gonna switch oh, you know what else i did oh, real quick yeah i went to can you guys name what the oldest sport played in the united states is highlight no but actually this, this sport has very similar rules to highlight so you gotta guess really what what did you say micah Highlight. say that again highlight it's that weird thing with the big cone and the ball and shit. Yeah, it sort of like has the basket. Yeah. If, if you ever seen Mad, kind of like lacrosse. Is it is it lacrosse, Joel? It's kind. Of, it's sort of like that with the same concept. I don't know the rules or. No, I mean, no, is is the oldest sport lacrosse? I thought it might have been because the Iroquois used to play lacrosse. Oh, or... No, it is yeah. polo. Polo. Oh, interesting. And yeah, I okay. went to a polo match the other day, and you can fit nine football fields can fit onto a polo field mm-hmm. uh it's actually it's pretty entertaining actually it is fun yeah. um, but um similar to highlight there's only three sports where you can only play it right-handed and it's polo mm-hmm. highlight and field hockey i'll be damned yeah. didn't know that either yep interesting well, we're going to do another sponsor segment. And while I'm doing that, Joel, if you want to get your word of the week prepped, maybe it's going to be Chuck or something like that since you went to a polo match. But uh, I got one more. Uh, Back shot. One more. Ooh, easy now. That's a difference altogether. That's that's a that's a different thing, Joel. Yeah. So. <laughs> Very popular word in polo. <laughs> yeah. The announcer kept saying, oh, and Holly with the backshot. It's also in porn. Uh, anyways, um, so, Yes. One more word from our good friends at B&K Auto. That leads right into this very well. You know, kids, with social distancing rules in effect, what you can do is just call and order your part and even pay over the phone. It's so handy. Uh, and, of course, the good friends at B&K, they'll pull that part and have it ready for you. Or for those of you like Joel and Raleigh who like to go pull their own, you can just come on out and enjoy some good old-fashioned junkyard fun yourself right down there at B&K. So if you know what you're looking for and you're good at pulling it yourself, just grab your tools and wait on in and uh, – get her done that's our good friends at b&k auto salvage and the beautiful grand ron valley so and that leads us to this week's far reaches word of the week by mr joel what do you got mr joel well it's not really uh well it is a word but i don't know my english well enough to tell you if it what kind of word it is but uh mikey you probably know this one but i learned about it uh, when I got down to Florida, and it's called a have you ever, okay. The word is noceum. Oh yeah. Permanent. You know what a, you know what a is, really? Than that. Oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah. Not your penis. I bet, that. Yeah. I bet Richard would have gotten it too. He probably would have. Yeah. I'm actually putting uh, up noceum proof screen on my my lanai right now. Yeah. 
which I also learned Lanizer to keep bugs out. But most noceums are so small they can get through those things, the screens, and mm. they leave a welt bigger than a mosquito bite. But you can't see these little fuckers. And I I probably have I probably have fifty of them on my body right now. I my all my extremities itch from joint to joint. What hotel? Uh, <laughs> the what? Hotel Coral Essex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no they're not. If you know what that's from, then I salute you. Yeah. It's kind of like bed bugs, I think, but they're yeah. not. Like out on the golf course. I think I'm getting them on the golf course, maybe, but uh, these little man, little bastards. Yeah. They're terrible. I'm like, how do you? And they don't attack everybody. Only some people have to deal with this thing. But, and I'm one of those people. But, like, if you're like me, like, how could you ever live down here? It's insane. You just be itching all the time. I think there's a. Eat more garlic. Yeah. That helps. Well, I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for the suggestion. It's free. <laughs> pretty effective yeah think about your heart health man come on yeah that's funny well good word though it's really topical and uh yeah people it, the word is no i thought that was funny no cm because I, <laughs> I didn't look this up but i assume it's because they're so small you can't see them so yeah. they they got creative and called them no no cms yeah. like that's a southern they should have done other shit like Big as hells, yeah. That's a mosquito, yeah. Just big as hells, yeah. That's, yeah you just exactly. gotta mush it all together, you know. So yeah. sometimes it's yeah. just too hot, and you're running for your life when you just like no Sam's. Yeah, you just <laughs> you don't have time to get all tricky. Oh, I have a. I don't know if I'm skipping ahead, but what you I learned be. this week. Well, that is a little bit ahead, but if we want to go to it, give well, her out. I'm gonna I'm gonna forget this. Then uh, get it out now. Yeah, that's that's word of the wise. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so you really that, learned the shit out of it, then didn't you? Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't do extra research. I was just I heard this and I was like, "What the fuck? You're lying. This sounds <laughs> fake, but it's true." Uh, and you guys actually probably know this, but do either of you know where where rubber comes from? A tree. Okay, yeah, you you know that rubber tree. I had I had no idea that rubber oh grows on trees. Like what the fuck? Well, it comes from trees, like not on trees, but yeah. Well, it just sounds so unbelievable. I don't. It's like, well, I don't that's what you that. never think about. Like I always you, know, you think about like growing up. I thought pineapples came from a tree, like coconuts, you know, but they don't. They grow or, on the ground, you know. Well, okay, so I just learned another thing. See, there you go. I didn't mean to blow your mind, but yeah, <laughs> this shit's free. I'll be here all week. But you don't think about this stuff. Like, who cares where it grows? Um, I guess we think that now, and then we get pissed off when people don't know where beef comes from. So, yeah, it's that's some, beef also come from trees. It know. does. It does. Yes. I mean, I would more readily believe beef came from trees than than rubber. Yeah, if you could find me a ribeye tree, I'd really love it, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah, maybe a brisket bush. That'd be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> out there watering uh, with A1 and shit. Do, 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 do. Got to fertilize. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not too much salt, you maniac. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Right. So, okay. So That's good, though. Yeah, again, you're, I thought, you're I thought, embracing I thought that, the local culture. Yeah. Well, I, I figured you guys would already know that fact, but for some reason, that fact never reached me. And this is why we call it the far reaches. Well said, my good sir. Wow. Way to bring it back. Nice move there. Yeah. Good callback, as they would say. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Mm, Ralph, uh, you want to you bust move on what you learned? Trying not to learn anything right now. Um, That's admirable. Not, uh, I don't really have anything pertinent. Well, I, you went down to California. What did you learn down there? He doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Oh, God, don't get me so, started. Probably um, weird stuff happens down there. Yeah, no. I learned that we drove down 97 through Bend to get down. It goes around Shasta there. And once we got across the border, we get to Shasta and you come into Weed, California, where you hit, hit the interstate again. Right before Weed, there's a pullout. Uh, that's what she said. Beneath <laughs> Shasta. I mean, you couldn't let that one go. And it's not really a vista. It's just a pull off the road. And it's like 33 degrees. I mean, it, it got cold. And when we left Bend that morning, it was like 10. And it had gotten just above freezing. And my first real encounter with California was about the time we got there. And I look off the side of the road and there's a guy in a convertible red car of some sort standing that mind you, it's 33 fucking degrees and he's in a convertible. And that's my first sign that I was in California and he's an Oriental fella. He's got on his skinny jeans and his designer shoes and, and, his little v-neck sweater looking thing and he's just staring and i'm thinking did you seriously just drive up to mount shasta in a convertible dressed like that of course i've come from up here where we put our goddamn coveralls over every morning just to go outside and start the pickup and i'm just the i felt like i'd driven into a lack of common sense culture like a movie set. <laughs> yes. And I, and I was just like, yep, that's why I don't live in California. You know? What was that's he looking at? That's why. Was... I don't I don't know. I'd have been shivering my ass off if I'd just done Was it did. nighttime? No, it, it's like right. 10 o'clock in the morning. Nine o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Or, nah. You don't even know why he was staring at the sky. That's I guess funny. he just drove up there to look at the damn mountain. I just don't know. some zen time, man. Yeah, oh, he had to get out of town. Just. It, it's no mystery to me why California is re reducing in population. And it's the, rats getting off a ship. Yeah, it's something. But that's what I learned this week, that I don't want to live in California. See? It turns out California is losing population because it turns out gay folks can't breed. Gee, <laughs> they just didn't figure that out. <laughs> But if, one of, but if you identify as a woman, then you can be pregnant. What's wrong with you, Joel? That's very close-minded. Yeah, because California is gay. All right, yeah. I'm going to go on mute. I'll be right back. Yeah, he's going to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, I'll still hear you. But I'm, That's I'm fine. Back. I'm glad you're muting, though. We don't need you here taking a lead. Yeah. So don't don't talk shit about me so I get back and, like, oh, no, I have I to pretend like I didn't hear it. I got a whole list of stuff. And another thing, yeah. 
gonna talk all the shit when you can't respond. Yeah, he's in there growling one out. Yeah, you should plan better. So hey, be sure and yeah. flash. That's when he got up last time. I think he went to get a beer or something. I'm like, oh, Joel's going to the pisser and he's gonna be on the microphone the entire time. Like bad, like what was that? Um the Leslie Nielsen movies, like um police squad or whatever shit it was. Anyways, yeah. yeah too damn funny. Um I don't know what I learned. Uh, I don't know. I just learned that there's a lot of a lot of shit that goes into when you buy a house and, and moving too that uh, you try to forget about. But thank my good friends down here that helped me get moved and get settled in, and and uh, that helped me a lot. And um, it's just been a the the trek ever since then. But um, yeah, I uh, I actually feel kind of left out. It's like the first time you've moved and. It I is. I haven't been a part of it. It is the first time that I've moved that you've not been. Um, yeah, I was thinking that too. I was like, damn, I wish Rawls was here because I, you know, I actually flew you to Nebraska and Wisconsin when I moved that time because I had, yeah. I had uh, extra um, moving money. So I flew you out. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, that was an interesting trip. Got to see some of the upper Midwest. Yeah, you flew into Wisconsin. You flew to Minneapolis. Actually, I came over and got you, and then we loaded up in, in Eau Claire and then drove south to Lincoln, and then we're there a couple of days, and then uh, we actually went and got my Challenger. Remember that? Yeah, I can't forget that. I mean, <laughs> we went ripping across Nebraska in a lime green Challenger. That was something <laughs> I had taken my Challenger to Pro Charger, Joel, in uh, Kansas, and they put a supercharger on it for me. And so I had, like, this little Toyota Yaris was my rental car, that I had for like a month and it's basically the size of, I don't know, a roller skate basically. And so when, um, when I've moved from Wisconsin to Nebraska, Raleigh flew out to help me move. And so we loaded up the, the rider truck or whatever. And I had my Yaris and drove it down all the way to Lincoln and we got unloaded and everything in the, in the apartment I had. <clears throat> and during that time they called and said, Hey dude, your challenger's ready. You can come pick it up. Cause they, they needed a six speed in my year to validate all the numbers. So I cut a great deal with them and I took my challenger down. They actually installed it at the pro charger factory and a great price and tuned it and everything. So it was ready to get back. So I went, I added more horsepower to my car than this Yaris had like twice as much horsepower I added to my car. So I'd driven a Yaris for a month and we screamed down to Lenexa, Kansas trained my rental car in and picked up my challenger with like 500 horsepower and drove it back from Lenexa to Lincoln. Yeah. And, and, uh, luckily the timing worked out that Rawls got to come with on both those trips. So it was pretty damn fun, but yeah, to go from a Toyota Yaris to a 500 horsepower challenger was pretty damn fun. Yeah. <laughs> we left a big patch at almost every toll booth on the way home. Yeah. I was just going to say, leaving those toll booths were the best. That thing would there were just smoke rolling out of the toll booth every time we left. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about the toll booths. Yeah, six speed, five hundred horsepower. Yeah, those poor toll booth guys. I'm sure they loved it too. But yeah, we just leave a big old set of elevens all the way out of there. It was quite fun. So I learned hey. that moving without rolls ain't near as much fun. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that movie you were thinking of earlier is called Naked Gun. Thank you. Yes. Uh, From the files of Police Squad. Yeah. You want to hear a trivia question? So I felt like my man card should probably get withdrawn for this because I didn't get it right. But you know, if you don't tell us, we won't. <coughs> but if you bring it up, we have to. We have to take your card. 
I just thought I was being serious in my response, but it was so fucking wrong. It made me laugh. Uh, what 1994 movie starred John Travolta playing the character of Vincent? Pulp Fiction. Vegas or something like that. It's a Vega, yeah, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> like John Travolta, 1994. What is I wrote it? Urban Cowboy. No, I I wrote I wrote down. Look who's talking. <laughs> the fact that you didn't even acknowledge the existence of that movie shouldn't your your man card should be burned in Times Square. That's all I'm saying. I was, I was like, I think his name was Vinny. I don't know. He's always plays a fucking Vinny's Italian. So uh, how they score it at this place, you have to give it to like, yeah. well, you give it to another group of people and they score your card and you score theirs. <laughs> they they laughed at me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look who's talking. They're like, oh, yeah, Pulp Fiction, that movie that every man should watch that I've never watched. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Good Lord, man. Yeah. Basically, the rule is if Tarantino makes it, said, you should watch it. I was like, I should have said, look who's talking to. Two. That would have been better. Yeah. Not <laughs> like also. But, but also, yeah. You know, the sequel is always good when they do a pun. Yes. The fact that you know that is even worse. Yes. <laughs> like dumb and dumber. <laughs> More dumb? Yeah. Oh, that hurts. Okay, we'll let you get by that one because it was a moment of weakness. But you're out of your element, Donnie. Yeah, I, I just thought of that when you talked about Naked Gun for some reason. They're not really connected at all. But... Not at all, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the antithesis of each other. Naked Gun. <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um... Well, Naked Gun 33 and a third. That's another poorly punned sequel. Yeah, yeah. That is the third one, I believe. Yeah. 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 Still more part naked. Of the, part of the trilogy. trilogy. The with OJ. Naked OJ, man. Those are great with OJ. Uh, we've got some reader mail we'll kick into, and then uh, we'll oh, bust them into our best thing of the week. So uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel. It, it might be a train or it might be the end. We'll go from there. So. This is from Miss M in Oregon, uh, and she quotes, 2020 can fucking pound sand. I think we'd all agree. Uh, special shout out to Kate and Maria. Birthdays on the 31st and the 1st. Congrats. P.S. Kate is single and a hot Irish chick. There you go. So we'll get some more details on who that is, but y'all know them. So uh, happy birthday, everybody. And, and Kate, best of luck. Hopefully you get to uh, get to least second base on New Year's with somebody. That'd be awesome. Yeah, get felt up. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good, uh, good goal for New Year's dance floor at least. Second base, third base, a little extreme for the dance floor, but if you find a nice corner, uh, I won't, I won't begrudge you that. So, yeah, it's uh, not unheard of. No, not at all. No, especially never mind. Whew, that was close. I dodged a bullet on that one. This last one is from uh, Miss S in Washington, and this is pretty uh, intellectual shit here. So strap in, kids. What do you think about high-level precision genital removal thievery, as we talked about in our last podcast? High-level, high-level, listen up, high-level precision genital removal thievery. Remember, we talked to Colby about people stealing the shit off his cows. 
what do you think about that? Having the goal of hybridizing hormones to create and clone hermaphroditic livestock. It could save a lot of resources, produce less methane and produce more food per head. That made my head hurt when I read that actually. Yeah, can you simplify that question? Uh, basically stealing those body parts to synthesize what you need to make animals and really just kind of making like walking Petri dishes basically. Okay, so take the, steal the dick to clone the cow basically yes and then make them okay. so they're non-sexed and so they're more efficient um you don't have to worry about the breeding um yeah that was uh, i think that's her theory about what's going on potentially what just go to the sale yard and buy one perhaps maybe you don't want anybody to know i, I don't know yeah like whatever they're doing now doesn't make any sense either so she thinks they're stealing the cow parts so they can clone them she said, I don't think that's what she thinks is going on. She thought about if that was something that could happen more of hypothetically. So maybe like maybe aliens have that technology. So maybe yeah. aliens are taking it so they can clone it. Maybe so. Yeah. That, what better way to grow cows on your spaceship than that way? Yeah. 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 Start I, with I, the most I, important part. I appreciate the reader mail. I thought it was quite uh, entertaining. And uh, that probably should have been our intellectual moment of the week just to read that uh was probably the smartest thing we've ever said on this podcast so we appreciate that for sure so keep the thoughts bubbling in kids but again uh, raleigh looks like he's thinking really hard about this. he is uh, yeah i think he's already like mulling over in his head high level precision maybe semi-level precision but again shout out to kate and maria upcoming birthdays and kate hope you find that special somebody at least to mash on for new year's so um that leads us to our Far reaches, and I'm going to say best thing of the week, and if you want to go squirrely, since it's our last episode of 2020, best thing of the year, if you're so inclined. I'll leave it up to you, gents, uh, on how you want to approach that. If you want to go best thing of the week, if you want to have a best thing of the week and a best thing of the year, I think we can allow that also, because this is sort of a special occasion. This is, I think, our 34th or 5th episode this year, which is pretty impressive, considering how random we are, and um, hopefully we'll group our feces a bit more in the coming year we both know better than that but uh yeah so if, if uh joel you got some thoughts well top of mind is uh, uh week 16 of the nfl season just ended i best thing of the week i won the regular season so nice. i had the best record and then this is fantasy football by the gotcha way. Uh, and then I ended up placing third. So I lost in the semifinals to my brother, Casey, hmm. who, by, who, by the way, is a new, newly minted roundup director. So oh, congratulations really? to Casey. Congratulations, yes. Casey. Outstanding. Well yep. done, sir. Well done. He'll be good. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, 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 he's done a lot of good work down there. Yeah. Uh, maybe we, we could talk to him. We can yeah. Maybe, maybe give him, well, yeah, we'll talk to him. Uh, so I ended up getting third. I won the third place matchup with a score of like 173. Pretty nice. <clears throat> which smashed the record in the eight-year history, 10-year history of the Greater Eastern Oregon League Fantasy Football League. Uh, beat the record for the season, which was previously held by me. Oh, come on. Wait up. Up yourself. So great fantasy football week. Got third, 
scored 400 bucks. Oh, nice move there. Yeah. Who, who won? Uh, Trevor. Outstanding. Well done, Trevor. Well done. Yeah. He gets his name on the trophy. Oh, well. Harumph. Yes. Congratulations to Trevor Smith for winning the 2020 Greater Eastern Oregon League Fantasy Football Championship. And a good, and a good time shall be had by all. Yes, Mr. Rawls and your Bordello background. What do you got there, good sir? Uh, I'm gonna go with best thing of the year. Um, oh, nice. I it might not be the best thing personally or thing, but it's been a best for all of us, and that's organizing this chaos and mayhem that we per try to pursue often here um i think in light of what this year's brought for most of us everybody pretty much this has been a fun platform to kind of throw some shit against the wall and see what sticks and and i think it's been uh getting feedback from people and i think it's been a good thing there's been a lot of a lot of folks that really enjoy the time we take to uh, bring a better place. That was Joel. Wow! No, did the maintenance yes. man fall down in there? With the yeah. oh yeah, you're on recording. <laughs> yeah, so I just think that uh, this has been a really good thing that's brought a lot of laughs and smiles to people's faces, and, and yeah. uh, I'm gonna go with that on best thing of the year on our behalf and, and thank you to all the listeners. And, um, I, I've really enjoyed getting to be a part of this and continue on. Good one. <laughs> nice move there. Yeah. <laughs> a moment frozen in time. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to uh, exhibit a right there. Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. Well stated Rawls. Um, yeah, I, I think, it's been it's been damn fun and uh appreciate everybody's comments and listening and putting up with us so we'll we'll try to continue and be smarter and do it better so second part well yeah gotta say it out loud you know first you say it then you do it yeah <laughs> oh that's funny i will reply to mr joel's uh i won i had first place this uh, season also in our weekly fantasy football league I uh, made it to the finals and had the absolute worst game of the entire year uh, score-wise and ended up losing by like 15 or 20 points. I guess the, the guy I played against, he also had a worst week, but literally one person had zero points. Another person had like three points on my team. Like it was the absolute worst performance of the entire year. So if I would have done even remotely average, I'd have won another championship, but coming in second, we had a good time and my other league i think i got fourth or something so it was sort of a last minute league so fantasy football wise as much chaos as there was it was quite fun and uh definitely piggyback off what rawl said about uh, the chance to through all you know my chaos this year and new jobs and moving and this still getting to do this um almost every week or every two with you a-holes um it's been great it's been great to connect um and sort of freeze these moments in time and uh, i've been you know what popped in my head the other day is all you know some of the sports shows i listen to and radio shows are like on the best of right now because they're all on vacation and i was like man if i had any time and brains i'd do a best of far reaches but uh you know 
basically just rewind and start from the beginning, but uh, something we might get put together next year by then, but it's just been fun as hell and we appreciate everybody's feedback. And so um, I'm just looking forward to keep on, keep on pounding into 2021. We got two cool sponsors and who knows what else we'll gather up and thinking about some other, um, other features maybe. And, and uh, so if you got suggestions on different segments, that'd be great. And we'll just kind of try to keep it uh, pushing forward. So Joe Rawls, you, anybody want to guess what Richard's best thing of the week might be? I think it'd be fun just to speculate and tell him what he said. I bet he has like a house listing or sold a house or maybe got certified as a tax attorney or tax accountant for the year or something. He's a notary or something random, you know. Like. Yeah, he, he, he's like, he's you know, the, the, the uh, Valentine and I forget the other character's name and Tremors. You know, they, they do everything in down. I, that's my that's how I picture Richard. Oh, well, probably pretty handy. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah, Tremors. Yeah. I don't think I've ever even watched the whole thing. So I'm at a loss. Or on that you, reference. Really? Yeah. Have you, have you watched Schitt's Creek? Mm, a few episodes. Didn't really get me. No. There's also like a, it's a small town thing. And there's like an Indian guy in it that he, he does everything in town. That's awesome. Like that's, that's... Richard's a rancher, a teacher, a realtor probably bought a got a new camera for christmas and now he's taking pictures, pictures projects, school bus and yeah i did photo <laughs> sessions and yeah probably bags of groceries at safeway and yeah just <laughs> jack of all trades master of none that's pretty much how we all grew up yeah but, uh... no i think with those final uh brilliant words i think we're going to wrap this this session movie. up and... who's got movie i don't know um, Richard, he can fuck off. He's not here. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna take the next movie and it's gonna be Pulp Fiction. Uh, well, uh, you know, yeah. My God, it's one of my favorite movies. I own it. Yeah, I think you should watch it. So next movie, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. We'll start off learning experience. We'll start off the rotation with me. I'm gonna even write that down so I don't forget it. But uh, yeah, I was just gonna forego the movie but uh, that's a good point so well uh, you know what that means micah word of the week you also have the word of the week standing and w-o-t-w word of the week yes so yeah that'll be sometime in the uh after new year's we'll reconvene for more ham and more reaching so until then uh you guys uh keep your pants and your powder dry for all of our wonderful listeners out there please stay safe and if you have any questions comments concerns make sure you get them to us in one way shape or form so we can reply if we feel the need or remember to mention it um please check us out on youtube we also have facebook page there so you can uh, leave comments check out previous posts you can do your own best of far reaches between now and our next episode and uh share those with your friends that'd be a great virtual gift to send somebody hey not buying any gifts this year, but I'm sending you some copies of Far Reaches to enjoy yourself and maybe feel so much smarter when you get done. I think that's a gift that gives the whole year right there, Eddie. So um, with that, guys, we'll let the, let this one wrap up. Richard, wherever you're at, you menace. Um, we missed you. you know, we'll catch you the next time. You missed your movie chance, so that's too bad for you. We'll start out on a fresh slate for the coming year. Yes, Mr. Joel? I have a new slogan for the going out. Oh, I like it. From between now and then, reach on. 
Ooh, I really like that. I really yeah, like that. That's good. Yeah. So let's, uh, trademark. I'm, yeah, uh, I'm gonna set you up, and then you can you get to say that at the very end. So no, you, you got the voice. You do it. No, I, you have to do it. It's yours, man. It's 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 meant to be. Yeah. So from all of us here at the Reachers, um, what we always like to say when we close out a good show is. Uh, from now until then, reach on. And with that, we'll see you soon, folks. Thank you much. <laughs>